there's going to be an, a compound annual growth of 6%. What does that mean? It's $22.08 billion from 2021 to 2025. Okay, welcome. My name is Suzanne and I am your host for Beauty Cult's uh, Beauty Babble Session. Uh, we're going to get started right away on today's topic, but first, just if you're new to this, we just created this um, not too long ago, and it's a, a resource and discussion on trends and the spa industry, the business, the insides and outs, um, and really understanding the spa culture. We'll be doing interviews with others in the future. I'm just slowly lining that all up. So as I said, this will be recorded. Uh, for future, you can look at this on our website. Uh, the links will be shared there. All right, so quick discussion today. I don't think it'll take too, too long today. Um, and at the end, I will go through the questions that were sent in already and I had a chance to look at them. So I've got a few that I can cover near the end. So what does the future hold for spa salons and beauty industry um, and the beauty services? So when you look at it, um, we've been through a lot in the last few years. And big question is, is that will we recover? And through the research I've been doing and looking, it's actually very, very promising. Um, if we look at what's going on in the USA, they are the driver here in Canada and around the world too. If you look at other uh, places around the world, um, what they are saying is that the demand is on the rise. Consumers are definitely increasing their focus, um, the importance of their overall well-being, and that includes their mental health and, of course, um, some stress relief. And they're, they're discovering that in our industry, in the spa service world, that they can kind of get everything together in one and also take care of their, their body as well. Uh, one of the things that came up as well is that the demand is actually greater in tourism now. So as people are traveling, um, they're, they're looking at when they travel, they're actually booking. And even if it's a business trip, they're including this part of their trip, uh, which is great. I mean, this is part of their steps to learning more about it. And when they come home, they'll probably end up looking at it sometimes as their first time trying uh, the different services as well. And of course, personal income is a big part of it. Can they um, fit this into their regime and their lifestyle? Demographic trends as well is a big one. And I did take this from a global spa market, which I'm going to quote right away here. Um, one of the things, too, is that we know in our hectic life, it is um, such a busy, busy time, and that hasn't changed a lot. So they're definitely focused on that well-being in our service. Um, and that's one thing, even if they're going for whatever treatment it is, they're psychologically feeling better about themselves doing it. So even if it was a, a waxing service, they're still going to feel good about it. And this is that mental state side of it as well. So um, it was the spa market growth. And they basically said there's going to be an, a compound annual growth of 6%. What does that mean? It's $22.08 billion from 2021 to 2025 is what they expect to create uh, the, the rate of increase. So this is the source from a global spa market. You can always check them out because they're doing this every single year and predicting what's going on in our world of the spa and beauty industry and salons. 
So think of wellness as a program that people are designing themselves. Some workplaces have it already in store for their staff, employees. It's a group benefit idea that they bring people in um, for massages and things like that that they have. But otherwise, they also, some will even give um, away a little bit of part of their packaging that you are allowed to have so many of your favorite services uh, covered as well. So looking at improving their overall wellness is a big trend that's coming up for sure that has been happening. So when I talked about the tourism side, just remember that if they're indulging on that tourism side, the wellness side of it, it will have that ripple effect onto us as well in this industry. So they're looking at resetting, like I said, their physical, spiritual, um, psychological, everything about themselves and making sure they have time that work-life balanced has been a big key. I think that's one thing we can definitely uh, think our last few years when we we're in a shutdown and people start to analyze their lives a little bit better and really dive into finding what worked for them. So when people are indulging this, just remember that this is also that effect onto us as well. So what does that mean for you in this industry? So looking at what you do for services would be a big part of how can you add in that wellness side. Um, how can you bring in a calming place, the well-being place? Uh, are you going to play music that you know your client likes? Are you going to change the ambiance in your room? Um, you can do all these small things. It doesn't have to be a huge change, um, but really you just want to define what's going on in your um, place. So one of the big things is a brand facelift. Now, that doesn't mean you have to do what the big spas are doing. I'm going to talk about one in particular, what they've figured out and what they've done. Um, so sometimes watching what the big players are doing can help you strategize a little bit better on yourself. So don't go out and change everything. Don't change your name, your logo, like all those types of things, because that's very costly. Um, if you have the funds for it, then fine. But otherwise, you can take it a little bit smaller. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, some of you might know the name The Red Door. It was actually Elizabeth Arden that started that back in 1910. Uh, it's been sold since then. It's um, under a private firm now called Mind, and they actually changed the name. And I'm going to talk a little bit about why they decided to do that. Uh, they are, his name is Alex Basso now, he's the VP, and what he talked about and why he discovered a facelift and a brand, so he changed the name from Red Door to Mind. I'm going to read what he actually said in one of the articles that I found when I was researching for this. We are a service company focused on self-care experience rather than just the beauty company focused on external appearances. In a world where self-care is more vital than ever, it was important for us to become most authentic version of ourselves. And the most important part of that is how we make our guests feel, shifting our focus to overall well-being. Mind helps each guest discover personalized self-care that's uniquely right for them. While maintaining the core of Red Door's philosophy, caring for our guests is number one, Mind Spawn Salon represents an evolution of the original brand. A great deal of work was put into the revamping and recreating a best of the best product portfolio that, is, that are all socially responsible, environmentally friendly. So they did a big overhaul. Of course, 
the funds are there and they can do this. But the big takeaway on that is they've also realized that the focus needs to be the self-care and the guest experience. And that's where you come into. So you don't have to spend the big money and change your brand name and your logos and all of your um, you know, paintings and your or moving locations for bigger or anything. It's just really focusing on that part of it. So maybe take a look into what, um, what are some little tweaks that you can do yourself. Next one's understanding your customer. I think in our industry, most of us do that quite well. And really seeing, you know, who they are, what are their values, um, who are your clientele, and customers are two different people. Clientele is coming back for services. Customers are coming through your door maybe once. That's how I kind of look at it differently. Um, what makes you unique is another one. And how are you better than your competitors? So what sets you apart? And what are your core values uh, of your business as well? So understanding who your customers are, who are you targeting out there to come in to become clients? And once you have your clients, are you understanding what their needs are? And the next one is clearly define objectives that serve your customers' essentials. So what that means is figuring out the satisfaction and loyalty that your clients can bring to you. If you fail, the, fail in this, then unfortunately, they're going to go somewhere else, right? So you need to look at why would they stay with you, give them the educational side of this, and why you're doing what you do and why this service is good for them, the other things that you do. So bringing in that big excitement for them that they feel uh, special and you know what they need before they take their business elsewhere. As we know, it's a very, very competitive industry. Everyone's opening up somewhere um, and it's changing their careers into this as well. The other side of that is focus on sales. Now, I know in this industry, we really don't like looking at the word sales, but when you're offering a service, you're doing sales. When you're picking up the phone and you're talking to your uh, potential customer, you're finding information, you're um, getting their history, let's say a small consultation on the phone, that's the first step of sales. So when you look at it, I do put that in there so that you know that what you're doing, yes, you love what you're doing, you want to take care of people, but know this is a service sale industry and that's what you're doing right now. Um, if you want to read a book, there's a great book, um, How to Be a Cut Above Your Competitors. It's by Nick uh, Dumaritu, I think it's Dumarut. And he is actually um, a, good, a great book to look at and just understand a bit more and then how you can customize that in yourself. But what he talks about is that um, people are trying to build a brand, but they forget that, you know, a good business has a brand. If you're already functioning, you're doing well, you've created a brand for yourself. So you don't have to start by creating a brand and then doing clients and producing from there. It's really looking at more than your logo, more than your menu or your paper. The websites are important, your social media, but really focus on your clients and what brand is working for them because that's why they're coming back to you all the time. So really focus on bringing out what you're doing with the clients and give them a reason to why they're going to talk about you and your place or your place of service. 
And that is your brand when they do that. Now, if you have staff or you're looking to have staff, of course, if you, the employees are happy, the customers follow. And that's a big part of that team building with your staffing. And that's a whole other, um, probably a workshop on that. Uh, if you're a solo entrepreneur, that's great. Uh, it's yourself. But if you have any staff and you really want to make sure that you are focused on your staff understanding the bottom line of your business and the team effort of everyone doing it together. Uh, I owned a spa for, for over 15 years and I had staff and, you know, you have your core staff that come through and then you have some part-times or that type of thing, depending how large your premise your place is, but really, really focusing on the employee and what their needs are will be essential to the growth of it. And then sharing what yours are as well as it is your business. Um, but if you take that team together in it, then that will, you know, unite everyone and focus on the bottom line and what the goals are, what are the strategies, how do we move forward, listening to what they have to say in their ideas. And if it works to bring in their ideas, it boosts the morale as well. So sometimes giving your staff the input and hearing them works and you just have to be honest and say, well, I would love to do that, but we can't afford that right now. So what are some other options we can do to make this happen, whether they're advertising or bringing in new products or whatever it may be, uh, taking them on a team building program or something. It's just finding out what's best and what works for both of you. It's, it's a, a fun balance and that one. <laughs> additional things that you would want to consider. So, you know, we can think again, our COVID times, most have been, you know, top tier service and cleaning uh, in this industry, but it did heighten our sanitation process. It made everyone else more aware of what goes on in our industry in that treatment room, which I think is great because it set the bar higher on the cleansing side of things. Um, and cleaning and tell them, tell your clients what they're doing, especially if they're new. So I just want to share with you our process here of how we clean. Most people aren't going to ask, but they're, they're watching and they're looking, you know, no, not many people are going to say anything, but you do know that most of them are going to notice something around and what you're doing and how you do it. So it's really good to share that. And again, like I said, the public side of this is a hyper awareness of cleansiness and how are you disinfecting everything and keeping them safe and your staff safe, right? Technology changed as well. A lot of people, well, I shouldn't say it changed, more people got involved with it. Um, for example, this Zoom meetings, things like that. Uh, it's a great way to check in with your customers. Um, if this week can still see face-to-face, -face. a phone call is fine too. But um, sometimes preliminary consultations can be done or they live out of town or they're far away and they can't come in to the premise. You might want to consider bringing technology into your place of business so that you can have more touch points and check ins with your customers. Keep in mind, I mean, the most important, um, I guess, preferred is in person. So always offer that first. But if you do need to. Um, check in with them because like they're out of town or they drive quite far to come see you or they're very busy lifestyle, offer them a check-in 
that way. It, it's amazing what they'll appreciate that kind of wow that you're doing for them, really taking care of them. Optimizing um, their internal health. So a lot of people are looking at what they're doing internally with their own health. So what does that mean for you? Well, you need to know what they're taking. What medications are they taking? Um, have they changed their food? Um, are they changing their diet? Have they changed their regimes of what they're doing? Because if they're looking at boosting their immune systems, um, you know, fighting inflammation of their body, uh, exercising again, it can change their skin. It can change their hair, nails, and skin, right? Because it's focusing on the inside. And there are some medications out there, um, even herbal side, that you cannot mix with essential oils or bitonical. So if you're using skincare or um, foot care, hand care, things like that, body care products, some of them are botanicals. So you need to know if there's any interference with what they're taking. So please, please make sure you're doing your consultations and asking them and tell them why you're asking these private um, questions because you want to know, um, you know, if they're taking things with the, they're seeing a herbologist or a natural path, things like that, and you're using skincare, it can create an effect on their skin. So just keep that in mind, ask those quick questions. They're important. And don't be scared to take your phone and Google it. So, you know, do you know what the adverse effects of this is? Would there be any issues? Say, well, you know what, I'm gonna Google that, right? So you're gonna take your phone and you're gonna pull it up and you're gonna find out the information to say, I really wanna make sure there's not gonna be any problems, any contraindications with the products we're using today in your service. The other thing is the rise of at-home beauty treatments. And again, we can thank that for um, the closure, which is okay, it's a good thing. But I'm gonna ask you, like, why have you gone on Google or Amazon or Pinterest, anything like that? They're promoting this for them to do this at home. So I'm asking like, why are they buying it from Walmart? and Amazon, why aren't they buying it from you? Why aren't you bringing this in? Because then what you can do is help them understand how to use the tools and to best support their treatment services. So if you're doing um, a lifting treatment and you wanna give them the light therapy, you, there's so many affordable uh, handheld technology devices that they can use and better support their treatments. They're going to get even more from it. You know, it's like seeing someone seeing a personal trainer, they're going to go home and do the program. So think of yourself that way. They're going to come see you for that initial training session, right? And come see you for your service. You're going to send them home with homework and what to do to better it. So think of it that way. It's a great way. And yes, I mean, some of the products and tools out there that they have, they're not gonna be as strong as what we can offer in our treatment room. And you just wanna explain that it's for safety reasons for them, but it definitely can help them for sure, right? It's gonna, and it actually betters you. So it's, it's a great way of an educational side of things for them uh, if you, Take the time to do it. And if you're not sure how to do that, when you're purchasing your product, you just need to let us know, okay? All right, just a quick review. So those were the last four points that we talked about. So that brand facelift, um, strategies for success. So just take a look, keep it small, keep it simple. Um, do you have you know, an infrared um, blanket 
to bring in during your services? Do you want to change the music? Um, you really want to understand your customers and clearly define objectives of what you're going to do with them. You know, focus on that sale that we talked about earlier. Uh, you know, the brand is born out of doing good business. Remember that you don't have to create your brand first. You just doing your good business creates the brand. And profits will follow if customers and employees are happy. So think of it that way too. Um, again, like I said, the heightened sanitation procedures, there's uh, a free workshop online. You can see it on our website at beautycult.ca in our workshops. Um, and you can actually just sign up for that and you can put up, you know, another little certificate saying, you know, I took another course on keeping up with sanitation and sterilization. Showing interest that you care is really important for your customers and clients to know that. You know, do check-ins. Have, have you scheduled that or do you just do a facial and send them on their way? Do you follow up with them and see? I know there's a lot to do, but it's important. It doesn't take long to set it in your time and in your schedule to do it. If you have staff, it's a great way to have them involved with it too. And they can assist with that. And um, optimizing, understanding the client's internal health side of things and what they're doing. Um, again, no matter what service, dermaplaning, microdermabrasion, facials, pedicures, waxing, it doesn't matter. You need to ask those questions to see if there's going to be any, any problems at all, any contraindications. And when in doubt, you don't do it. Tell them why. Right? So you know what, I, I really don't want to try this, or we could just try, um, you do a little a test on them and say, let's try that. That's why the consultation is important before they come in for the treatment as well. That's important because then you can talk to them then. And if you have online booking systems, you can actually upload a lot of your forms right there too. If you haven't been doing that, uh, just check out on your help side of things and they should have it on there. Usually there's a contact number that some, someone in support can help you with that. You can get your forms up and then you can take a look at that too. So if you do need to schedule a phone call to discuss, then that's probably the best way. And it saves everyone trouble. I mean, you don't want to disappoint them when they come in through the door and then you say, well, I can't do this today. So try to find a way to beat that so that they can actually see that you're caring about the service. Um, about them and not just the end result of the dollar coming in your door. And then that rise of at-home beauty treatments. What are some things you can maybe offer your customers as a retail to send home and have them work on it? So you set the program for them. Like I said, think of it like a personal trainer. Personal trainer has a person meet with them maybe once a week, maybe three times a week in person. They're coming in for that session and then they're going home and they have homework to follow. So keep that in mind. That's a great way to bring that approach to it. Yeah, so that is our discussion for today. Um, if you uh, want to see the recording, it'll be up. You're just going to give us some time to see it again. It'll be eventually a whole list of them that you can go back and see all of the presentations that we bring forward. And I do appreciate uh, the questions that come in. We're going to cover that right away at the end here. And the topic ideas that are coming through, thank you so much. I appreciate that. We will be running this every Wednesday, the first of the month, um, the first Wednesday of every month. And I just wanted to present to you too something new because a lot of the questions that people have been asking is about their business and how to grow. So we're excited that this summer uh, we've been working on this. I've been working on this for you. I've been hearing what you're asking. 
and so is Tara. We've heard the questions and the challenges and what to do. So we've created a Beauty Biz Summer Bootcamp and these are the topics with it. So what we're gonna cover, now you can do these separately if you like, but part of the Beauty Biz Summer Bootcamp program, with this business training, you actually get free mentorship as well. So um, if you're looking for more detail on that, that's gonna come. I just wanted to present it here. So it's the startup. So even if you're in business, maybe there's some things you've missed and didn't know about or how to better organize that. Um, the ins and outs of solopreneurs. We have a lot of people who are self-employed doing their own thing on the side or trying to build that business so they can get out of their other day-to-day -day job and they want to do this full-time. Uh, where does all the money go? Like you're not understanding, like money's coming in, but you're not seeing how is it disappearing and how come I don't have money at the end to buy more retail product or to buy this new machine that's coming through. So we sit down and go through everything. <clears throat> the wow factor is a big one. What sets your place apart and how to make it bigger and better. Um, and when they think of a place that they want to come to, they want to come to you. And growing your salon spa business and then build your books. So how do you build up yourself so you have clientele coming through the door? More details are on our website to each of the course separately. But with this, like I said, the summer boot camp, how this will work, um, the, the Beauty Biz Summer Boot Camp is free mentorship. So every week we'll meet uh, via Zoom. Um, and so it doesn't matter where you are. And we sit and discuss your business privately. So even if there's a group of people taking this class, this program all summer, we meet with the theory side of it. I give you um, some detailed things to work on your business. And then we discuss every week. Uh, I'll make the time for each one of you. And that part is free. So it's free mentorship with this program. So if you're looking for more information, you can always contact me directly or next time if you happen to be here, pop in and we can chat about it. Okay, so watch for that. It will be coming out in an email very soon. So it'll be starting July. Moving on, so we're pretty excited about that one. Uh, questions that came through. So thank you again for submitting them. There's many of them and I'm trying to go down the list so I get everything that's been coming on since day one. One of the questions we had was benefits of having more than one facial. Now that was elaborated. So I'm thinking what they're asking for is why would you have more than one type of facial if you have a product line? So it's really, again, finding your niche, your edge of your business and what sets it apart. And it can be very beneficial because it's not one only one type of facial it depends what your strategies are what are your goals if you look at you could be you know your population of age could be different demographic different uh, skin different environmentally different genetically different there's different people like every 30 year old does not have the same skin so you need to maybe customize or change the name um, and add a few things because people, yes, you got to be creative and come up with some fun names sometimes, but that's part of the fun of it too. And sometimes you can even involve your staff. If you don't have staff, then involve your clients with it, right? Uh, with a growing percentage of Medispa's opening, how do the natural holistic options stay competitive? Well, after today's presentation, I think that's quite self-efficient as we discussed. This is what people are looking for. They're looking for self-care. They're looking for the wellness side of this. They're not looking for the medical side. 
as much as they are looking for this side of things. So if you can put that all together, one little pretty basket of service for them and create that for them, that environment, um, right down to their first meeting with you, whether it's virtual or on the phone, when they first come through the door, how do you set up the room? What's the ambiance of the room? Is it quiet? Is it, you know, find out like they're super busy people and you, and they know, oh, I just can't wait for this, even though it's a bikini wax. It's like, you know what, maybe don't rush into it, give them a minute to just lie there for a moment. So, you know, I'm just going to give you a couple of minutes, just take your time, listen to the music. I'll be back in a few minutes. If you can spare the few minutes, it will be a big, big thing for them. So hopefully that helps on that question. And is nose waxing safe? And do we need a certificate for ins insurance for thus if we already have basic waxing certificates? So I would recommend contacting your insurance company anytime you have a change in your service. Uh, you want to make sure that it's covered. More than likely, you don't need that, depending on if you're living in the United States, your state itself might have regulations here in Canada. You don't have to have just your um, waxing certificate. Maybe take a workshop on it if you've never done one before. It's quite simple to do. Um, one thing to keep in mind, I know around the world they do it a little differently, but you don't want to take the wax um, stick and put it right up the nose. Okay, You just want to close the nose and rub it into the inside because you only want kind of what's coming out on the ends and the ears as well because those little hairs way up there are actually protecting your body because it's actually an opening into your body and same with the ears so you don't want to have infection um, happening any bacterial um, infections so removing all the hair is not advised for sure and if you have more questions about that if you carry the Baradin wax with us feel free to give us a call and we can even do a demo for you as well All right, so that is our presentation today. I want to thank you very much for coming. I was trying to keep this one within half an hour because I know you're very busy people. Uh, and again, please reach out anytime if you need anything. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening to Beauty Babble. 